Turn our Bible this morning to the book of Psalms. We'll be in a familiar passage of Scripture this morning. Psalms chapter number 23. Psalms chapter number 23. We'll take our message from uh, these six verses this morning and looking forward to what the Lord uh, has for us. It's been a good day in the Lord's house. And it's always a good day when you get to be in church and look forward to what God has for us uh, this morning as we look into Psalms chapter number 23. Psalms 23 is a wonderful, wonderful passage of Scripture. All the Bible is good, as you know, but Psalms 23 uh, is a special chapter. It's a chapter that is used oftentimes uh, when it comes to comfort and what a comforting chapter it is. Aren't you thankful for the comfort of the Word of God? I'm thankful the Word of God convicts me because I need convicting. Now, you may not need convicting, but I need convicting. I'm glad the Word of God convicts me. But I'm so thankful for the comfort of the Word of God. And I'm reminded this morning, as I bring the message today, I'm reminded of the comfort that comes from knowing Christ as your personal Savior. The comfort for knowing that we have a Heavenly Father that loves us and who cares for us and is concerned with us. You ever go through life and you think, nobody cares about what I'm going through? Nobody seems to understand, and if they did understand, people ask you, it's like, how are you doing? And before you can even answer, they turn around and walk away. Uh, we have a Heavenly Father who is concerned with our needs, who's concerned with what we're going through. And we're going to look at this chapter this morning, probably familiar to uh, everyone this morning, but we're going to look at it from a little different perspective as we look at Psalms chapter number 23, and <clears throat> we'll read the entire chapter this morning, so you follow along. As I read aloud, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want to use these six verses, and certainly a series of sermons could be preached from these six verses. And let me comfort you this morning, I'm not going to do that today. Uh, but I do want to use these six verses for us to notice the benefits of having a shepherd, the benefits of having a shepherd. You and I have a shepherd who cares for us, who looks after us, who desires for us to have the greatest things that you and I can have. Now, life is, has trouble. We know that. Life has testing, but God wants us to have a good life. We don't depend on a good life for our salvation, but because of salvation, God wants us to have a good life. He wants us to have joy. He wants us to have peace. And friend, there are benefits of having a shepherd. If you don't know the shepherd, all I can do is tell you what the Bible says the benefits are. I could personally testify to you this morning what the benefits are. I trust that you'll uh, get to know the shepherd in a better way. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, we love you. Thank you for the opportunity to be in church today, the opportunity to hear the word of God. Where would we be without your word? Father, this would just be another meeting, another gathering, if it was not centered around your son, was not centered around your word. Now, Father, I pray the Spirit of God uh, would work in each and every heart. I pray that uh, he would speak through me this morning, and may he do his individual work in each life today. Father, once again, I pray this morning, if there's one unsaved, perhaps 
in the service this morning, listening by radio, watching by live stream. May today be their day of salvation. Uh, for those who are uh, in the service and uh, joining us by some other means, may the comfort come from knowing uh, that we have a shepherd who cares for us. Father, when the service is complete, may we know that Christ has been honored. Uh, may we keep our eyes on him. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You cannot read this passage of scripture, or if you're familiar with it, certainly that first verse sets the tone for the entire chapter. The Lord is my shepherd. Aren't you thankful that the scripture gives us assurance in our life? It doesn't say the Lord might be. And friend, if you know Christ, you know Christ. If you know him and you know he's your shepherd, uh, God who loves us and cares about us, boy, the Lord is my shepherd. You may feel all alone this morning, but let me encourage you, the Lord is your shepherd. You may have burdens this morning, the Lord is your shepherd. You may be facing uncertainty, but the Lord is your shepherd. You may have decisions you must make in the next 24 hours, the Lord is your shepherd. You may have gotten bad news in the last day or two, but the Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, and because of that, I shall not want. That does not mean that there's not going to be desires that we have or needs that we have. It means, though, that I have a shepherd who is going to provide for me what I need. I'm not going to be lacking or wanting anything that I have to have. My needs are going to be met. Let me make some introductory comments this morning, and I'll give us the outline. Uh, first of all, we know that a shepherd cares for the sheep. A shepherd cares for the sheep. The shepherd is not with the sheep because it's glamorous. He's not with the sheep because the sheep smell good. He's not with the sheep because the sheep are intelligent. Matter of fact, we know it's the opposite. It's not glamorous. Sheep don't smell good. And sheep are stupid. I mean, that's just the reality of it. They, you've never met a smart sheep, have you? No, they, they, that's, that's why we need a shepherd. The shepherd cares for the sheep. Now, the sheep must follow the shepherd. The shepherd knows where the pastures are that the sheep will be cared for in. The shepherd knows where the water is that will sustain us. The shepherd knows where the enemy is, where the danger is, where the predator is, so that he will steer us from that, that danger. He will protect us from the things that will harm us. And, and we are reminded this morning that sheep are vulnerable to dangers of life. They're vulnerable. May I remind you and I that you and I are vulnerable. No matter how strong you are, it just takes one doctor's report to remind you how vulnerable you are. No matter how secure you are in your finances, it just takes one downturn for you to be reminded how vulnerable you are. Well, you, you're secure in relationships and friendships. It just takes one betrayal, one one, 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 one person to go another way to remind you how vulnerable you are. Life is fragile. We can be secure today and vulnerable at the same time because we have to understand sheep are vulnerable to dangers of life. The Christian that's in danger this morning is the one who does not understand they're vulnerable. We, we, we fool ourselves into thinking we all get this way. We all have the potential to be this way into thinking that I'm sustaining myself. 
We're not doing We must understand we must have the shepherd. Sheep are unable to survive without the shepherd. Uh, they are unable to survive. Have you ever, I mean, you've never met a smart sheep? You're like, Pastor, I've never met a sheep. Okay, well, just for illustration's sake this morning. But you've never seen a ferocious sheep? I mean, don't, don't you love these local news reports you see? I was out taking the garbage to the road. And there it was. And that reporter acting like they're interested. What did you see? Out of nowhere, there was a, hero- a sheep attacked me. You've never heard that report. Or if you heard that report, you'd be like, okay, they're on something. There, there's, something there's something going on there. Because sheep can't defend themselves. Sheep are not ferocious. Sheep are not, not only are they not predators, they're at the other end of the spectrum. They are vulnerable without the shepherd. The sheep, pay close attention, are made to follow. Sometimes we lean too much on our own understanding. Well, the Lord has to even remind me is I lead my family. I lead his church. Just because it makes sense to you doesn't mean it's what the shepherd wants. And friend, it's a good day when you and I get our intellect, our knowledge out of the way and realize we're made to follow. Say, well, I don't want to follow him. You're made to follow him. Sheep are made to follow the shepherd. And we are made to need, we're made, let me say it this way, we're made dependent. The person that says, I don't need God, you're not being honest with yourself. We all need God. Well, I have a testimony that I'm proud of. I have a testimony that I'm grateful for. That's a better way for me to say it than I was born to a Christian home. I grew up in a, in a pastor's home. I was saved at a very young age, and, and I've been, I, I've been uh, re, re, uh, saved from a lot of things in this world because of being saved at an early age. I'm thankful for that. But my experience and my salvation, my salvation preserves me for eternity, but I must be reminded that no matter how much I learn, I can't even begin to add up the number of church services I've been in. I can't even add up how many times I've preached this book. But you know, no matter how long we've been saved, no matter how much we've been in the things of God, we are not equipped to be independent of God. We, you know what's wrong with our nation? Our nation thinks that we're wealthy enough to be independent of God. We're mighty enough to be independent of God. You know what takes place in churches like ours? We get to a place where because we can quote some scripture and we can say the books of the Bible and we've heard every Bible story there is and we can tell them, we can even act them out. I mean, we, we can even do all the, the, all, the, all the motions of Father Abraham. We get to a place where we realize that we believe that we're independent of God. God did not make us to be independent of Him. God made us to be dependent on Him. Let's look into this chapter very quickly and look at some benefits of the shepherd, of having a shepherd. We see verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
It's a good day when you met Christ. Let me say that a different way. It was the greatest day when you met Christ. Let me say it even another way. There'll never be a greater day than the day you met Christ. Because even when we are in eternity, it'll all come back to the day that we met Christ. The Lord is my shepherd. Aren't you thankful? You obviously know my testimony. I'm thankful I can say that, 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 my, that, that he's been my, my father's shepherd. My mom, who's now in heaven, I'm thankful that her testimony was that he was her shepherd. I'm thankful for that. But friend, let me give even greater thanks this morning that I can say he's my shepherd. As your pastor this morning, I can declare to you that the Lord is my shepherd. But I've got good news for you. He's not just my shepherd. He's your shepherd. He, he wants you to depend on him. Just as he'll lead me, he'll lead you. Just as he'll provide for me, he'll provide for you. He is your shepherd, and he wants to meet your needs. Let's notice the benefits this morning. Look at me again in verse number 2. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Let me say number one, the first benefit that I want to bring out this morning is he gives us what we need to sustain us. He gives us what we need to sustain us. The shepherd does not want anything bad to happen to the sheep. The shepherd wants to provide for the sheep. The shepherd will give his life for the sheep. Friend, you and I need to clear our minds, get our hearts right when it comes to the shepherd. God is not against us. God is not going to do evil to us. The shepherd wants to sustain us. And sometimes he leadeth us in a way we don't understand. Sometimes he takes us to a pasture that we never thought we would go to. Well, how did I get in this pasture? I did, we passed three pastures to get to this pasture. The shepherd knows what pasture you and I need. And notice verse 2, he says, Maketh me to lie down in green pastures. God knows when you need to lie down. And it's not now while I'm preaching, by the way. He knows when you need to stop. Too many times Christians get frustrated because God says, I'm putting this pastor, stay right there for a little bit. Okay, God, where are we going today? No, nowhere, stay right there. He takes us to pastures that we need to be in. He says, now you're going to rest here. And friend, we need our rest. We need our physical rest. We need our spiritual rest. We need our emotional rest. He knows what we need. He makes us to lie down. Notice what he says in verse number 2. He says it again in verse number 3. He leadeth me. Aren't you thankful that God doesn't just leave it to chance? He leads us. He leads you. He, some of you might be saying, I don't even know how I got in here today. God led you here. Why? Because he leadeth us. You may say, I don't even know how I got in the situation I'm in, but God certainly has been good. It's because of his leading. He gives us what we need to sustain us. Something that you, 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 you would learn about sheep, and I don't know a lot about them, but just a casual observation would be they go where the shepherd takes them. And the benefit, this, is, this will help all of us. Are you with me this morning? Are you awake? Life would be so much simpler if we just said to our shepherd, lead us. 
I know that I have needs that I need met. This is the way, this is the way we all do it sometimes. God, I've diagnosed everything that I need. I've laid it out in a multi, uh, in, a, in a PowerPoint presentation, and I've got all these things for you, God, and here. I want you to lead me, but let me help you with how to lead me. God knows what we need. There have been times in my life when I didn't know how God was leading or why God was leading me in a way, but looking back, I know he needed to do, he was doing some things to sustain me, to sustain my spirit, to sustain my, my, my physical well-being. He gives us what we need to sustain us. Aren't you thankful for that? Then in verse number two and verse number four, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, I've grown up in church, and you hear these verses all your life. And when I was a child, I used to think, walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Why in the world would I ever go there? But kids, where do you want to go on vacation? Ooh, can we go to the, the valley of the shadow of death? No, that's not where we want to go. And as I've grown up, become much more mature, as you can tell. You know, it's like, we don't want to be. We don't want to be place, have that place in our life. But notice, he says, yea, though I walk. Christian. Don't get upset at God when you go through the valley of the shadow of death. Because he says, though I walk. I don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. We don't want our diff- those difficult times. But notice what the, the, the psalmist is saying. Even though I go there, walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Let me say number two, the benefit of a shepherd is he puts evil in his place. I could have said... Exactly what the Bible says, fear no evil, but I like the way I worded it. It puts evil in its place. That's what God's saying. We fear evil because it's bigger than us. We fear the shadow of death. We fear those ominous things that come into our life, those heartaches and those tragedies and those that fear is one of the most powerful things in the life of an individual. That's why as a child, they're, they're afraid of the shadow. They're afraid of what might be instead of what is. But as we grow and get older, the shadows just change in our life. We're still afraid of these shadows of life and the things that could be. But I'm glad that I have a shepherd that takes evil that we fear and says, I don't have to fear it, and he puts it in his place. Because as long as our eyes are on the shepherd, as long as we have the shepherd leading us, there's nothing you have to fear. There's nothing that comes into your life that can't be overcome because we're following the shepherd. We already know he's going to lead us where we need to go. For though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Notice those words, walk through. You know some? I think some sheep, some Christians... Don't make it, have victory in their life. You know, by the way, you can still thrive in your Christian life, and you can have on your resume the valley of the shadow of death. So how is that? What's what's the Bible say? Walk through. Well, I've lived long enough. I'll be 50 years old. I know I look good for that, but I'll be 50 years old in February. I've lived long enough to look back on my life and see those times when I was afraid and see those times when I didn't know what was going to happen, see those valleys of the shadow of death. 
Well, I can look back and say, I can stand here today and I can say, the Lord is not only my shepherd, he's a good shepherd. He's not only my shepherd, I know that he provides for me. He's not only my shepherd, I know that he cares for me. Why? Because I just walked through. I didn't have to stop. I didn't have to end there. And friend, if you're in a valley, or you're in the shadow of death this morning, may I just encourage you to say, just keep on walking. You can walk through that valley. That shepherd will take you through the valley. You don't have to sit in that place and die there. Oh, but Pastor Neil, I got you on this one. What about if that valley, the shadow of death, you find death there? We keep walking. Because we're leaving this life, going to the next life. And there is no valley of the shadow of death in that life. There is no burdens in that life. Our Savior is in that life. Our shepherd is there that we'll see face to face. He puts evil in its place. Let me mention this and we'll get to number three. He makes no promise to prevent but he does make promise to preserve. If you and I could draw up our life, it'd be the same for all of us, meaning we would eliminate every valley. Why would? Well, I would. We would do away with every heartache. We would do away with every burden. Sometimes, and I, I would dare say, if you allow me to speak for everybody in the room this morning, sometimes we look at God and we say, I don't understand why you would allow me to go through this. Well, I've never said it like that, but you said it similar to that. We get upset at God or we allow our faith in our God to be, to be weakened. But nowhere in that Bible will you find a promise that God says that he will prevent those things. But he does promise us that he will preserve us through those things. Yea, though, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why is that? Because God puts evil in his place. For thou art with me. Oh, what a comfort that phrase has been in my life, as I'm sure it is, has been in yours. When we find ourselves in those valleys, for thou art with me. Well, my, my family wasn't with me. My friends weren't with me. People who should have been with me, God was with you. Maybe all those people should have been with you, but aren't you thankful that God was with you? For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Number three. We find that he provides for us. This is simple, practical stuff this morning. But look at verse 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Very quickly, I'll make three quick points that are found in this verse, verse 5, as we think of the benefit of the shepherd as he provides for us. I see that first part, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. By the way, your enemies, my enemies, God's enemies do not determine the outcome. There's a lot of evil in this world today, isn't there? You look at the things that have just transpired in the last 48 hours in this world. 
Look at the things that take place in our country each and every day. The evil, the wickedness, the agenda. And friend, if you think our society doesn't have an agenda, you're not paying attention. If you think our government doesn't have an agenda, you've been living in a rot. If you think this world doesn't have an agenda, it has an agenda. But that agenda is not the final say in your life. It's not the final say in my life. The shepherd has the say. Because I can have enemies all around me and he'll prepare a table in the midst of them. You know, and, and, and we, we, we fret about the economy, and I certainly would rather have a good economy than a bad economy. And inflation, that's a real thing. But I'm looking around the room this morning, and there ain't anybody look hungry in here. He prepares the table. He provides no matter the audience. Friend, I believe if you were the Oh, you or I were the only Christian left in this country. God would still provide for you. If the whole world were against you, God would still take care of you. If nobody in this world wanted to see you succeed, God would still provide for you because he prepares a table no matter the audience. So what should you and I just do? Just keep following the shepherd. Just keep your eyes on the shepherd. Go where the shepherd tells you to go. Stay under the protection of the shepherd because he will provide for you. I notice this, this is important as well. He, he not only provides a table in the presence of my enemies, thou anointest my head with oil. He provides no matter the audience, but he dresses our wounds. Very quickly, the oil that is represented there, it represents the Holy Spirit, of course, but those sheep, they get those sores in their head and those bugs would get in there and lay their eggs and what the shepherd would do he'd take that oil and he would clean those wounds and that oil would prevent the infection friend you or I there's no exception to what I'm about to say if you have lived longer than a day and a half and I trust everybody has checked that box if you live any length of time you serve God any length of time there are going to be some things that hurt you. There are going to be some things that wound you. There are going to be some things that, 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 that upset you. And those things can fester. There's some things that only God can heal. There's some wounds that only the Spirit of God can dress. And aren't you thankful that we have a shepherd who cares enough that when we get wounded, cares enough when we get hurt, cares enough when, when, when world, the world and people and all the things that we deal with, we get wounded and God says, the shepherd says, let me use my oil to help you get over that. Well, as you know, as the Bible emphasizes forgiveness, you and I ought to emphasize it. Says, Pastor, there's some things I can't get over. I'm not going to say that, but if you'll write it down, I'll sign my name to it. Because humanly speaking, there are some wounds that you cannot heal. So what God put in this book is true. And if God gave us a command, he'll give us the way to see it fulfilled. There are some things that you cannot heal. There are some things that you cannot, you cannot cleanse. There are some things that you cannot get over. But if you're following the shepherd, let me tell you what will happen. The shepherd will pay, notice that wound. And the shepherd, while you're wounded, will draw you close. He'll get out that, his oil, the Holy Spirit of God. 
And the Holy Spirit of God can cleanse that. The Holy Spirit of God can heal that. The Holy Spirit of God can prevent that from getting infected. And while you and I are wounded by life, and by the way, we have a real enemy, a real adversary, the devil, that wants to hurt you, destroy you, to destroy your home. And then, you know, people as nice as we can be. These are the nice, you're the nicest people in the world. I mean, look around. How bad is the world? If you're the nicest people in the world. But you know what we do? Without even trying, we hurt one another. Without even trying, we offend one another. And then when you add the evil intentions of others. By the way, the house of God is no place for you to advance your evil agenda. Will you consider all of that? I looked around the room this morning, and there's many of you, you've been members of this church for 20, 30, in some cases even 40 years. I'm sure if you got up and I allowed you to give a testimony, you would start by saying, I've made it these 40 years as a member of the Man Baptist Church because nobody's ever offended me. Every message the pastor preached, I agreed with. Now, his predecessor, not so much, but the pastor, every message he preached, I agreed with. Every decision the school teachers made, the Sunday school teachers, I 100% agreed with. No, truth of the matter is, we've all been wounded in life. You know how we hang in there? You know how we don't quit? You know we don't fall prey? And by the way, sometimes... If that wound is not attended to, it just festers and grows. And, I, and you know my heart. You know the ministries we have here and the things that we're endeavoring to do to help hurting people. As the Lord has opened that door for me to help hurting people, there are sometimes there are stories I hear say, I don't think I can get over this. And I say, I completely understand. If I were in your shoes, I don't know how, humanly speaking, I could recover from that wound. But aren't you thankful we have a shepherd who through a supernatural power can heal your wound? Maybe somebody walked out on you. There were wives here without husbands and husbands without wives because you were betrayed. I can't even begin to tell you how to get over that wound. Other than you have a shepherd, if you'll keep following him, he'll dress it for you. Nowhere does it say it never happened. But he'll take that oil and he'll begin applying that oil. And it won't be an instant thing. But over time, the wound will begin to heal. Over time, you'll feel stronger. Then enough time goes, you keep following that shepherd, you keep lying in those pastures, you keep eating the things he provides, you keep drinking from the brooks that he takes you to over time. There might be a little scar there, but you have to look real close to see it because he heals our wounds, he dresses our wounds. And then number three, underneath number three, he's generous with his blessings. My cup runneth over. And I'll just mention number four, so don't, don't be concerned about the time this morning. 
I'm glad that I don't have a just-to-the-brim diet. I can think of times growing up and thirsty and you know, you I want to hold away. You go to a restaurant and you you want that glass full. God's not a just to the brim God. It runs over. Man, if I can say it like this, and some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Man, with God, you sit by the saucer. Not just drink from the cup. Because God is so good to us. He is so generous to us. Truth of the matter is, you and I don't deserve salvation. You and I don't even deserve to be in this building today to sing those songs unto Him, to, to, to gather around His Word, to give praise to His name, to have the Spirit of God burn in our heart this morning, and to have the assurance that we have the shepherd. We don't deserve any of that, but He is generous with His blessings. Nobody here, don't be, and we have many visitors today, don't be intimidated by what you see. No, all that's here is a bunch of sinners saved by the grace of God, who, if we're honest, will have to stand to give testimony that nothing we have is done of ourselves. It's all the good, gracious blessings of God. He's generous with his blessings. You say, well, where, where are my blessings? Well, is he your shepherd? You're following him? Are you through the valley of the shadow of death and you decide to sit down and, and give up? You got to walk through. Then number four, I'll mention this very quickly. The fourth benefit of the shepherd this morning, he brings his companions along with us. You say, who's the shepherd's companion? They're in verse number six. Their names are goodness and mercy. Surely, goodness and mercy, truly, without a doubt, Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He brings all of his companions along with his goodness and mercy. How many of you are saved this morning? You can think back to when you were saved. God was good to you on that day of salvation, wasn't he? God was merciful to you on that day of salvation, wasn't he? But friend, that wasn't the last time he's been good to you. That wasn't the last time he's been merciful to you. If you've never been saved this morning, you never trusted Christ as your Savior, boy, you need to look to the Son of God today. The church can't save you. The Baptist preacher can't save you. Your grandmother can't save you. There's no religion in this world that can save you. You can only be saved by the grace of God through the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to look to him today. You need to put your faith and trust in Christ before the service ends. That is the only way of salvation. That's the only way to know your sins are forgiven. That's the only way to be able to say, boy, I, got, I can follow him through, through, through all things, through every valley. I know that he is my shepherd. You need to trust Christ as your Savior. He's good. He's not out of mercy. But friend, those that raised your hand just a second ago saying you know that you're saved. He's been good to you, hasn't he? I think we would all have to say, I'll start. Since the day we got saved, we've needed his mercy, haven't we? Because we like to try and convince people that, hey, we got it all together. 
I mean, don't you know we have it all together? Just look at our social media profiles. Look, it's, it's all together. The chaos that's behind that. See, the matter is, none of us could go another day without God's goodness. None of us could go another day without his mercy. You know, I'm glad that I have a shepherd. I'm glad this morning that I'm not wondering if I have a shepherd. I'm not supposing if I had a shepherd. I'm glad that I can say what David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So, Pastor, there's some things I need in my life. You keep following him. You just may not need it today, but he'll provide it. Maybe you'd say, Pastor, I'm going through a real time of trouble and trial. I don't know if I'm in a valley of the shadow of death, but I can't be very far away. What should I do? Well, the shepherd's not stopping me. He's going to keep going. You walk through the valley. But even though you walk through, he'll sustain you. He'll provide for you. Maybe you could say this morning, Pastor, I have no encouragement in my Christian life. Maybe, maybe you would say, I'm the only one who's in my family or in, 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 in my circle of friends who, you know, Lord recently saved me. I'm the only one. I'm doing the best that I can. He provides no matter what the audience is. Have you been wounded? I preached recently on being overwhelmed, and that's not a sin to be overwhelmed. But sometimes we make it feel like it is. Let me also say, life wounds us. People wound us. Our enemy wounds us. Perhaps you would say, I'm wounded. All I would say to you this morning don't have to say that way. I've been wounded. We could probably this morning, don't get scared. I'm not going to start over here. Let person after person after person give testimony. There'd be a common theme. You know why? Because it's what people do. This is what life does. So can I challenge you this morning? Would you let Say, Pastor, are you going to fix me? I can't fix you. I mean, look around. I'm not doing very well around here. I can't fix you. I can't heal you. I can't solve your problem. But that shepherd we follow can take his oil. And that might be what some need to do this morning. Some need to bow their heads in just a moment and say, to your shepherd, would you take that oil? Would you take the spirit of God? And would you begin to dress that wound, clean that wound, so that I might find healing? He's generous with his blessings. I think we as God's people, generally speaking, are failing miserably at taking credit for the blessings that God gives us. He's generous with them. Let's give God the credit for it. Boy, and if I could speak to the young people just for a moment as I close. 
Boy, if you follow the shepherd, goodness and mercy. Make those decisions now. Don't get distracted by the Pied Piper of this world. The shepherd is the good shepherd. He's the great shepherd. I'm not going to stand here today and tell you you'll understand every path he takes. You'll not. I'm just here telling you you can trust the shepherd. I'm not here telling you that you'll never be in danger. I'm just here telling you you can trust the shepherd. I'm never telling you that you'll not get in a scrap with another sheep and get wounded. I'm just telling you you can trust the shepherd. You and I can trust the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Can you say that this morning? And because he's my shepherd, I shall not want. Every need I have, he'll provide for me. Everything that I need, he'll provide. This morning, do you know the shepherd? This morning, have you got distracted by the scenery along the journey? Maybe the danger by the path that he's got you on. The predator that's seeking to harm you. Boy, let's make sure our eyes are fixed on the shepherd. Friend, let's say this morning, the Lord is my shepherd. Let's, there's benefits of having a shepherd. If you don't know him, oh, my prayer this morning is I'd like to introduce you to him. Nobody better to you than the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nobody cares for you. I love you, but I'm not capable of loving you like Jesus loved you. I'm not capable of doing for you what Christ can do for you. This morning, would you allow the Spirit of God to work in your heart?